I want to know who's <laughs> yeah who's drug dealers making the most money, Chris Browns or Bruno Mars? <laughs> I'd probably I'd probably say Chris Brown only because Bruno Mars is like five foot two, so you don't need that much like <laughs> cocaine doesn't have to cycle through your system much as Chris Brown. He'd be doing flips and shit, so his metabolism is probably higher, so he could probably withstand like more cocaine in his veins. So. from Walmart and it was terrible and now wow. the bubble guts poverty oatmeal what's good it's your boy stop your 706 <laughs> this is ktsc av uh where we don't do nothing we just kick it uh we have, have our uh more than usual host ac3 savage marcus sniffles and of course myself been a hiatus i was not in prison uh it was propaganda. I was just, I was just away. You know, I was doing other stuff. You know, I had to go find myself and get my myself right for 2021. Um, what's going on with y'all? Uh, I actually just got finished listening to a Chris Brown album. It, it ran me a good uh, 12 hours and 39 minutes, so I just finished that today. So I'm having a great time. Shout out to Chris Brown, the Big Blood, Big Blood Gang. I haven't listened to Chris Brown in a in a while, but. No, you know what? I listen to Undecided sometimes. That's, I like that track a lot. But all, all's well, it, it goes well over here. Y'all know how I do. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to everybody else. Shout out to the sponsors. Uh, damn, who? I, I don't forgot. Adam and Eve, yes, a very uh, a Christian company. Um, they're a very prominent story in the Bible. I think it's the first story in the Bible is Adam and Eve. So if you're religious and holy and saved like myself, definitely check out the sponsors, adamandeve.com. Uh, to get saved and, and find salvation in the blood of Black Jesus. So appreciate them supporting us. Yes. So speaking of love and support, let's jump right into it. Uh, Bobby Smurder was released from prison. Uh, I didn't know he was getting out of jail. I thought it was like rumors. I thought he had his bail tonight or something like that. But uh, he came out of jail. And uh, I I haven't been critical of Bobby Smurder on Twitter, but I, I did question people's admiration and quote unquote fake love for this guy because not going to lie. His songs weren't that great. Um, I don't think it was anything that was worthy of kind of standing him while he was in prison. A lot of those Twitter timeline, like stands this dude like, oh yeah, when Bobby gets out, we're gonna, we gonna make sure he has more numbers and does more numbers than that snitch Takashi 69, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and what I would like to say is, I would like to see it. When, when it happens, y'all let me know. But if this dude doesn't drop any music, this is going to be a flash in the pan. And, and shout out to all the people out here using him for clout. I've seen the New York Knicks tweet about him. I think there's, I think they have a banner of him outside their, their arena. I saw like a random former senator tweet about welcome home, Bobby. Like, I'm like, what are y'all doing, man? Like, oh, the, the guy from Canada. That's Canada's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. major guy. Ain't tweeted in a year, but he tweeted that out. I'm yeah, like, all right, guys, That's what I'm saying. So I, I hope, I hope Mr. Smurder gets his life together. Apparently, he wants to get into the real estate game which I hope that all these appearances and pictures he's taking, he's actually charging people for. Um, I saw the Migos picked him up from prison with some questionable women. Um, hopefully there was a good good prayer session going on in the private jet. You know, they were all congregating and being, being happy and holy. But again, like, that's cool to flick it up with them. But like, are y'all putting money in his pocket? Like, not enough to go get a new fit, but like, yo, does, does Bobby have somewhere to stay? Like when the Instagram photos are done, does he have a house? Does he have a meal? Can he eat? You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't just stay with the Beagles forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, are, are we taking care of Bobby's word like y'all say are? Y'all just doing things for clout? 
that's that's my my little spiel on that. That would be a big thing because it is so easy for, especially for someone that age. With, I mean, I, I'm guessing he has some money, or he's going to be around people with money. Every now and again, you might need a little extra mm, in your love life. Spice things up tonight by shopping at adamandeve.com with a vast array of toys, lingerie, and things to keep you coming. Don't forget to use KTSE at the checkout for free gifts to make your night just a little more spicy. To, uh, to like, be looked after. Because it, it's he, he was in prison for seven years. A, a lot of things have changed in seven years. So uh, I hope they got people looking after him. I hope they're not, he's not surrounded by people that quote unquote will look after him, but are putting him in bad situations. Like, like he was, I saw a picture of him at the club or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I just feel like that he, I feel like he needs some time away. Like, I feel like people are going to try to capitalize on his name right now. Cause he is, he is the hot guy right now. And uh, people are probably... Is he hot, like, though? Is he hot? Like He's hot. I mean, he's hot, like, in Twitter. Like, on Twitter, like, he, you type in his name, people are like, oh, yeah, Bobby Smarter's out. It's a, this is a big deal. This is a good thing that he's out, and it's a, a lot of people are talking about it. But this also feels like a lot of people are going to be trying to take advantage of it and try to, you know, like you said, flick it up with him, probably get him in commercials, try to get him in the studio, where if I was advising him... I would say, you know, like, hey, I know you want to get right back into it, but let's take a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got out of prison. We're not going to the club. We're not hanging around with questionable people, questionable women. We're going to go out. We're going to go isolate. Now, I want to say isolated because you've been isolated, but we're going to go on some sort of like maybe a retreat, kind of clear your head, maybe take a walk, get some fresh air, maybe get you a therapist. Find you, you know, make sure your parole and all that stuff is taken care of. Because I've, I've talked to people that have done prison time. And it is, there's a lot of things that come with getting out of prison that you have to do or you will get your ass sent right back. So I would make sure all these things are, are in line before I start, you know, making these public appearances, doing interviews, um, getting in the studio. Like, I get he probably wants to get all that stuff out. But, I mean, just... You, you did seven years. I'm, I, I hope you got some money saved up. Let's let's take, you know, three three to six months to just kind of get your feet under you and just kind of peep the scene. Like Instagram was totally different seven years ago. You know, like Twitter, social media, uh, Netflix. Like there's all these random like Uber's a thing. Like there's a lot of things that are different now. So it might be yeah. a lot for him to take in to just throw them out there like this. Yeah, he's only 26, and, and you said you hope he has a lot of money. So according That's to this, G- okay, according to this GQ article, he signed a record deal with Epic for two million dollars. And then fast forwarding down, talking about the case, I think the case cost him like with fees two million dollars. Yeah, he ain't got so, that money no more. Yeah, so with his record deal, he didn't get he didn't get two mil up front. You know what I'm saying? And if he did, that shit is gone. So. Yeah, at, again, people are flicking it up with the man, but I, I just hope that they're doing right by this gentleman, man. Like, put out some music, man. Strike where the iron's hot, you know, and then hopefully you can capitalize off this. But if not, I just feel like a lot of people are taking advantage of this young man in this situation.
Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it would be very easy for a record label to just kind of throw some papers in his face and just be like, hey, come sign with us. Like uh, uh, the Migos label, QC. It'd be easy for them to just sneak a contract in there. Like, hey, come come rock with us. We got you. We're, you're, we're family. And all of a sudden, you, you're in this crazy deal where you got to put out six albums before you get out of it or something like that. And you're getting paid, you know, $500,000 an album, but the budget is, you know, $2 million, So you're in debt and you, it's crazy. So I don't know. But- I, I mean, if you're a label, are, are we, if any label out there, are you really running, just let's get the class up, by the way, just from a talent standpoint, are, are we really running the sign Bobby, Bobby Smurder? Like, people talk about Bobby Smurder like it's Kendrick Lamar who got, got locked up at, like, the peak of his career, like. Well, this isn't uh, Lil Wayne getting locked up when he got locked up. Like, Lil like, Wayne was, like, the hot, like, the hottest rapper going, and he got locked up. So I'm gonna pose a question to anybody listening. That you can add me on Twitter at top 706 We're gonna have a moment of clarity and honesty. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I have never heard Bobby Smurder's album. Does he have an album or did he just have singles? He has like an EP. It's like six songs. Oh wow! <clears throat> I'm, I'm just no, no, he didn't have time. He was, it was like he was that fresh. He didn't have. He didn't. He was working on it, but he's got all he has is the EP right now. I'm sure he has a mixtape or something. But so what is it? What, no is actual that, what, album. what do we think a Bobby Smurder album sounds like? It's in it's 2020 say, in 2021. It's going to be hard to say just because he didn't really have an opportunity to really find out, like find his sound and find out who he wanted to be because he was still doing that. They said that he was doing that uh, New York drill stuff. So kind of like what Pop Smoke was doing. But I mean, if he was doing that seven years ago and rap has changed a little bit to where like if you're from new york you don't have to sound like you're from new york anymore you know like i i don't know what he's going to sound like or what he's going to do like does he go back to what he was doing does he do hot nigga again like another song like that or does he try to change it up and be something different and maybe like because going from 21 to 27 that's a it's a pretty drastic change in your mentality that that's when you become you like an adult that long, yeah. yeah yeah if you've been in jail yeah not, probably not totally too much different. though but i don't know I, i'm curious to see what the people think and again i'm gonna be paying attention to this because like people try to i guess juxtapose him with takashi six nine or snitch nine or whatever you want to call him but i've said in this podcast before this dude takashi has videos on youtube that have close to like a billion streams like think about that and I, I had a hot take that I, I spoke with Mr. Savage about. I'm not going to say what I want to say because this is very, <laughs> you know what? Take Taking the snitching aside, taking the snitching aside, Takashi might have better records than Bobby Smurder if we're, if we're keeping it in the book. Like, if you take all the snitching, all the rainbow colored hair stuff out the way, the man's got some joints. Like, if you want to be objective, listen to the music. Like, okay, his first song was cool, but... It was mainly because of the dance and he threw a hat in the air and that's cool. But outside of that, it ain't never nothing I was ever looking to listen to that if we're being we're being honest. So but you know what? That's not my demographic. Man, it might be, but that yeah, it's not for me. So if you're looking forward to a Bobby Smurder album in 2021, please, please let me know. And please let me know why you're interested in this, because I'm I'm very curious. I, I feel like I got to go ahead. So, Marcus, I'm assuming you're the only person that's heard the EP. Did you hear it during the time? If so, was were, were, if an album had come out 
within 18 months of that EP, would you have been excited about it? The, the six songs he did drop? I'm going to be honest. I did not listen to it when it came out. I feel like Bobby Schmurder is kind of like, uh, it was a thing where he was like, <laughs> wow. It was one. It was like one of those like time and place, time and place type artists. Like if you were, you know, of a certain age and you were from New York, like Bobby Schmurder was a thing. Like his, his name and his music, the other music that he made meant something. But like, if you're, not from that area, you like you know hot nigga because it was on the chart. It, it got on the charts, but it wasn't something to where I felt like I was like, all right, well, let me check out his EP. It was, so it was, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'll, I'll get to it later. It wasn't something where I was like, oh, I need to see what else he's going to do. I wasn't excited about that for the time, and maybe it's because it was. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to say like, well, maybe it was too popular, and you know, the dance was, you know, you know probably like taken over by white people. So I was like, I want to do, I don't want to get involved in this. So I, I don't know. I just wasn't at, excited at the time for anything new from that kid. Not no disrespect. I just, if I was in New York, I probably would be, but even now, like he, I, like, he, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm trying to garner some type of excitement for Bobby Schmurder music. And I just can't do it. I don't have it. I know earlier on the phone, I kind of referenced, and I was on the phone with South Breeze, I referenced like the same hype with Shine before he was deported. Like, but this was a person that actually did have a really good album. And it was like everything he dropped after that and getting out of prison, I understand he's not getting the hype, but I went just because of how good his first album was to listen to newer stuff. I'm like, this is really ass. Like, just good at all. So I don't know. And then honestly, I remember the song Bobby Bitch, but it was like a severe drop off from Hot Nigga. And Hot Nigga was all about the, the dance, to be honest with you. Well, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, I'm just. I mean, it's, it's a fine song. I mean, like even even the fact that this is like GQ wrote a whole article on Bobby Smurda. Like. I read GQ. It. Like, <laughs> I read most of it. I didn't read the whole thing, but I, I, I read, and, and and that's why I was kind of asking. Like, I started seeing the pictures and the videos. I'm just like, all right, I get it. You want to celebrate that this dude is home, but it's like, hey man, make sure he is on the right track, man. Like, you got this dude. He's seven years in prison, and you and like he's like he's in the club with a mask on, drinking a bottle of water, and you got all these people coming up to him like, hey, you want to drink? Hey, you want to drink? And I'm sure at some point someone was offering him some drugs, some pills. So it's like, I know that that's you can't be out there doing that. You can't be in the you can be in the club, but I'm pretty sure you can't be around people doing drugs. You can't be, be getting offered drugs, and then people are like making fun of him. And it's like, don't this dude? This dude's been in prison for seven years, man. Like you want him to act normal? Like he, he so, was in solitary confinement for a couple for a good little bit. Like that's that'll fuck you up, and now you're throwing drinks in his face during a pandemic, and y'all ain't wearing masks. Like, no, this man is like, I did not do seven years to get out of jail to die from coronavirus. Like, that's not what he's doing. I mean, as he's in a packed club, but 
That's either here or there. But okay, yeah, the mask on. Album, yeah, the mask on. Okay, yeah. So well, they're now talking about you got to double up the mask, you know, to be better. But anywho, so this album or not sure. this album, this article was written on February twenty fifth. So in there, he says, yes, there's new music on the horizon. He won't promise an album outright, but projects are in the works. I think that is a huge mistake. You should be. You should be in. This is. You should not be in the club. And again, you can do what you want. You're a grown man. But if I were advising you. I will not be in the club. I will not be in all these free photo shoots. I will be in the studio. I would be dropping mixtapes. I'd be getting with whoever the hot artist is right now that I can get in touch with. You're in New York. You've got people that want to use you for clout. Uh, hit them with the reverse Uno clout card and say, hey, well, use me for clout. You know, put me in your studio. Give me what's your hottest artist. Give me on the next track you're going on. Like, it's a quarantine. Thank you. Like, do something. Like, you're with the Migos. He's literally married to the biggest, one of the biggest artists, not even just female artists in the world. So, if he's not, if he's not on, I'm gonna say this right now. If he's not on Cardi B's next album, they took advantage of that guy, or he does not have strategic people around him. Because again, if, if he wants to take advantage of this moment, like people are taking advantage of him, he's got to get some music out. Got to get some music out. And again, this could come off as slanders, but I want to see the black man succeed, but he's got to be strategic about it. So if not, it's just going to be another story. And whenever the next hot thing comes around, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that, that dude got out of jail. Hopefully he's all right. Probably end up on like Love and Hip Hop New York or something like that. So, I mean, that's a possibility, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, as far as being it is what it is, I, I did see that Twitter is testing out payments for super follower accounts. So I saw this and personally, I've been an advocate of Twitter charging people only for the fact they get a lot of these crazy bots out of here. A lot of these deck accounts out of here, all these people just talking super crazy, ruining my Twitter experience. So I don't, it's not necessarily that Twitter's going to charge, but like if you have a large following and you want to provide, I guess, bonus direct to consumer products to your people, kind of like Patreon, uh, I guess that option is going to be available for a little while. Um, outside of like super famous people, I don't know why you would do that. Um, but I, I guess that's the thing. Like there's a lot more famous people than I knew or thought have like subscription only platforms, like OnlyFans, like Chris Brown has an OnlyFans, Trey Song has an OnlyFans. Um, Nessa from the Bernie Mac show apparently has an OnlyFans. I was mad confused. So, for research purposes, I need to check yeah. that out. So, it's one of those things where I guess, like, hey, I'm on your platform making it bigger and making it more popular, but I'm not gaining any money from it. So, I guess it makes sense. Like, hey, let's say, like, Just Blaze wanted to make his own community on Twitter and pay for it, like for producers to do workshops and stuff like that. I can see that working. The thing is, there's people that are dumb enough to like screenshot and record that kind of stuff on Twitter and then put it out there for free, even though you paid for it. So I just don't understand how they're going to make the paywall kind of exclusive. If that makes sense. I, I think my, my biggest issue with, I guess, not even the rollout for this, but just how people reacted to it. The reaction was, because people didn't read that. They didn't read the actual article. It was like people reacted and were like, I'm not paying to use Twitter. 
And it's like, that's not what the article said. It didn't say you pay, you know, $5.99 a month to access Twitter. That's not what it said. So you don't have to worry about it. And, you know, people say that and it gets like 10,000 retweets and 300,000 likes. So that, that news spreads way faster than the actual truth of what the article said in it, which is why Twitter added that feature that before you can quote tweet something, it asks you, hey, do you want to read this article first? And most people click no anyway and just say whatever they want. But at least Twitter is trying in that area, so I can appreciate that. I, I don't mind the idea of if you want to access certain things or you want to push certain uh, products or push your own brand to get paid for it. Like I've I've said that from from Jump Street when we started this podcast. I was like, hey, if you if you're a creative person and you create you know all these dances that they're doing on uh, Fortnite. You should get paid for that. You should trademark this stuff, and you should get paid for that. Uh, the, the the dude, um, the the car salesman guy, where the money resides at. As soon as that shit started popping, that dude immediately got it trademarked. So you, if anybody says that, he gets paid. You're cutting him a check, and he that is now his brand, and that's happened. That happened quickly and very fast. You make you know you you come up with slang terms. You should get paid for that. So it's like we we say all these things where we're like, hey, you know, we we make things cool, we make things popping, you know, our lingo, our music, our style, all these things influence so many people. Why why not pay creative people to be creative? Like I don't understand why people are so opposed to that when we pay for so many other things. Like because we, people are cheap. Like it, it's hard to cheap, get. But like we we pay for water. You know what I'm saying? Like. Porn, porn is free. Porn is the most free, like, uh, source of recreation you can find. It is everywhere for free. Yet the amount yeah, of I'd money... say exercise is probably number one. But <laughs> the, porn might be the top five. Well, the the amount of revenue that pornography brings in is more than what the NFL brings in. Like that's yeah, how. No. But it's a lot. It's, it's a, yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you and think about the amount of free porn yeah. that you see, the amount of money. Like I'm talking like porn, oh porn sites, cam people, uh, OnlyFans, like all these things that fall under the pornography umbrella. All those things bring in more money than the NFL does, and the NFL is a billion dollar corporation, and it's the same with water. So it's like, you people keep saying, "Well, I'm not paying for that." Somebody's paying for it. A lot of people are paying for it. It makes a lot of money. So why not? I guess it's one of those things where you, I think we were talking about this. You have to be from that video. You got to be, you have to be, I guess, remarkable at what you do and then just consistent. Cause like, it's hmm. like, even, and I kind of got a lot of these talking points from Joe Button's podcast. Shout out to him. He's really talking about things like this, but it's one of those things where like, even with his podcast, I love his podcast. His podcast is excellent. But the minute he moved to Spotify, I definitely missed at least 70 episodes. I just, just did not want to go to that platform. So I had to sign up. I think you had to pay at some point or whatever. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not doing all that. And that's for something that I enjoy. Like, he puts out great content. And I still was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. As soon as it came back to Apple, right back on it. But it's one of the things that Kind of same thing with Jesus and Meryl when they left uh, Vice and they went to Showtime. Love Jesus and Meryl. Have not watched a single episode since they went to Showtime. 
no disrespect. Those are those are the homies, but, but some it, people that, did. It, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's, if you can bring your people on, that makes sense. But again, those are people that are more or less Joe Budden famous on a more national, maybe worldwide platform versus the average person from Twitter that you know has a couple funny tweets here or there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit hard for me to justify you paying for my content when I'm, you know, I have a white do rag on that has stains from a blue pen. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just a regular dude. <laughs> just to piggyback on what you guys are saying, that that's the exact thing that I thought that it was going to be for is for your OnlyFans people, your adult content people to now maybe charge XYZ per month to get access to some of that stuff instead of, because like, of course I have some, you know, nastier people on my on my, on my timeline. And some of them, they don't really show everything. They'll just show a little bit, hey, come on over to OnlyFans. Not something I do, but it, it's a big market. I, I'll give a brief story really quick. The other day, there was this guy, he was born in the 50s. He was a brother, too. I was reviewing his account, you know, doing the things for fraud. And I was like, hey, you know, you have a lot of these charges from this one website, and I think these may be fraud, too. And he was like, oh, yeah, what is it? And I was like, well, it's OnlyFans. It's like a porn site. And he was like, oh, yeah, those, those are mine. And I was like, dude, you were born in the 50s. And you have, he has at least six different charges per month, ranging up from $29 to as low as $3. And it's like, bruh, you can just go to Pornhub, XXNX. What, 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 hold on, before you. Okay, first of all, I'm mad that we've kind of just like with a square cash, we just made a cash app. Like, only fans is not a poor site, but now it's, <laughs> yeah, like it's really not. But it's it's not some that. people, it there's is. So, I mean, there's so many other people doing regular shit on OnlyFans. It's not just a it is, site. but <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, he, I but, know what he was doing. But that's that's how every that's how the sex industry brings in so much money because every time a new app or a new feature or anything comes out, the first thing people are trying to do is like, all right, how can I sell some ass on this thing? That's the first thing people try to do. And it works every TikTok time. Clubhouse. Everything. The room or the whatever. Room, all that stuff. So it's like, um, yeah, this guy is in, you said he's in his 50s? He was born in the 50s, so he oh, would be Jesus. in his 50s. God damn. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, either way, I'm not trying to age shame this man. So, yeah, so like, if you're a 70 year old man, yes, you go to Pornhub or X videos or wherever you want to go and find whatever you whatever you want for free. But I guess the difference with OnlyFans is you get specifically what you want. Like there's no like, well, the first three minutes is what I wanted, but then it was like 40, there's you know, 15 minutes of this other stuff that I didn't want. It's geared towards you to what for what you want. And it could be the same thing for podcasts. Like, so maybe you like listening to, say, our podcast. You like the wide range of topics we talk about. But maybe you wanted to hear us talk about something specific. Maybe you're like, hey, I just listened to this five-hour-long Chris Brown album. And I would like you to break that album down. Because I know you like to talk about music. And you do a pretty good job at it. Here's a dollar. Break down this album for me. You're looking. You're paying for something specific. You're not just paying for something in general. So I understand that I that, that aspect of it. 
See, I, and I guess there's see the only thing that worries me about something like Patreon, even like with Joe Budden, I guess they're a little bit different because they're out here. Like if if there was a way you could do Patreon where you could like sue people for releasing information, then I would do it. Cause I would I would talk about different things in a different way or like talk about talk about work stuff, which I cannot do on here. But that's kind of stuff that I think would be actually pretty interesting. I just can't for you know, I'm not trying to get shot. But Speaking of like uh, kind of paying for content, just to pivot, I'm about to add Amber. But did y'all see her uh, advertisement this week on the timeline? Side note, her advertisement, her advertisement for uh, that clothing company. No, yeah, never mind. I don't anyway, pictures. I, I, don't, I don't know what pictures <laughs> you're talking about. That's a yes. picture. That was yes. I just added her. Let's see if she retweets. But anyways. But but yeah, just different different uh, avenues to be creative out here. Like like you sent that link about that lady who was making like two hundred. She made like one hundred fifty k on her OnlyFans, and I was like, "There's at least five people in my timeline that I know f- for sure right now that can make more than one hundred fifty thousand dollars. If that lady can make one hundred fifty thousand dollars on OnlyFans, you know what I'm saying? So I guess I can see if the basic, you know." Domesticated Caucasian white woman can make one hundred fifty thousand in a month, and I could see how the porn industry could outmake the NFL because she was extremely basic. So, but yeah, it is what it is. I don't know how we got to that over Twitter testing out payments. Also, Twitter is working on, I guess, some way to block troll accounts. Uh, I think that's a, a thing now. And again. I will I will take that. Like I spend a good part of my Twitter just blocking stupid accounts. Like that's kind of kind of my thing at this point. Like if I just see something extremely stupid, I just block them. And I don't understand why, and I've said this before, why people are compelled to give these people free advertisement. They like it's it it's uh, it's baffling to me. It just makes me think like, damn, maybe I should just troll on Twitter because that's that's just what it is, but Prime example. Let's pivot to some uh, sports real quick. Uh, quick Dirty Bird Nation report kick. Remember the dude that was talking about Matt Ryan wasn't an alpha male or whatever? That that square-headed gentleman sounded like Colin Cowherd. This dude, like, he got so much interaction from Falcons fans. And it's like after that, he was, like, doing podcasts with people, linking with people. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing, and people – ate it up. I'm like, yo, like, stop doing this. Like, there's a tweet going on right now by, about LeBron James not being intelligent because he scored like an 820 on the SAT or something like that. And I'm just like, I looked at his, like, profile on his background, and he clearly either just trolls LeBron or hates LeBron, but all over my timeline, people were adding this to like, oh, that's not that's not how you talk about people, and oh, LeBron James' success story, blah, 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 blah. Yes, we all know that that tweet made no sense, but y'all literally giving this dude's platform a huge boost to finding people that think like that to interact with him. So that means more of his content is going to continue to show up on my timeline. Just block the people. Just block them. Get them out of here. Don't add them. Yeah, you're right. It's just making my experience. I know it's not all about me, but damn it, it's my timeline. I'm sick of seeing this dumb shit. Like the most recent one. Y'all see the Jay-Z one? Yeah, I seen you blocked. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Like people... Marcus, did you see this? I didn't see it. I didn't see okay. it. Okay. So this this page called Cultural Central, it says, 
it's powerful how Jay-Z unapologetically changed the narrative of unprofessional hair is in the corporate role. So I had a picture of him with dreads and then longer, uglier South Florida looking dreads. And I immediately blocked that account. Because <laughs> somebody had a great point. They're like, yo, Jay-Z's not sending in applications to Indeed.com. Like he's not going to the local Target trying to get a job with dreadlocks. The dude's a billionaire. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't just show up to work with dreads. He he is corporate. Like he's doing the hiring. So the idea to push that narrative that Jay-Z is the first one to ever run into a corporation with dreadlocks, that's that's not true. And it's ignorant and it's stupid. And it's it's wasting my time. I don't want to see that. That's 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 stupid. But let me get up my soapbox. But I was like, but there's naive, there's people that are like 17, 18 years old on Twitter that see that and they're like, oh yeah, JC's a revolutionary. No, he's not. He's a capitalist. Like he has new, <laughs> like this new app that's like allegedly helping minorities raise their credit. None of those apps work. Mr. Savage, you could probably talk more to that. Like there's you there's not just an app that can make your credit good. Like that's not how that works. But no, Jay Z is helping the people. Like, all right, man. He's okay, I will himself. say this. Yeah, he's. You can't be a billionaire and be like selfless. It's not possible. No. Uh, but something on Twitter that I would pay for, a service that I would pay for, is a an age filter. Like, if you're between the ages of like, if you're under twenty one, I do not. That, you're assuming guess. you're assuming people would put their correct age in Twitter, and this is where I think the point. Oh. I don't know who I was talking to, but I feel like social media is a bad idea. First and foremost, it's a bad idea. <laughs> a good idea. But if I could go back in time, like if like with the time machine, like have the government regulate social media, like kind of how Facebook used to be, not government regulated, where was it Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, where it was like a college thing. Like, hey, yeah, you, you had to have a college yeah, yeah. email for this you, site. You had, you had to be there. Yes. So, yeah. oh my God, that's <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's another. That's another soapbox. That's another soapbox. But what I'm saying is, like, if every Twitter account had to be registered to that, like, if it was one account per person, that would be cool. Whereas, like, hey, I know this is you, and I know you're tweeting dumb shit, or like, hey, you're 18, get out of here. Like, I don't want to see your shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. People, people get blocked and reported and then come back on and like, oh, can you retweet to help me find my mutuals? No, you got blocked and reported for a reason. You started saying wild, dumb shit. You know what, though? I think when you get past a certain amount, I think they're like a lot more strict on it because, it, you know, our resident Twitter jail representative, <laughs> oh, he said some things that I just feel like, smarter oh, Twitter oh. shit. But... <laughs> You know, I'll see somebody with like 7K to 20K and they, they get out of line one time and they're done. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> or maybe they have a habit of it, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, they just like think that's a badge of honor. Like, oh, I got suspended. I'm back again. Okay. Like, you're probably like, oh my God. It, it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense. Suspended at 200,000. Now I'm back with 7,000. People that barely correct me. Yep. Yeah, get get out of here. Nobody nobody cares. What is it? I guess it's called the anti-troll safety mode. It will automatically block accounts that are spammy, use insult, strong language, and hateful remarks. So pretty much every that's pretty much a conduit to parlor. All those people just go there because they can have the freedom to be free, I guess. It's probably so up. I thought Google like shut that shit down or something like that, but I think they try to get anything out of the paint. If it's still up there, it's gonna be it's it's struggling, I'll tell you that. Okay. 
Well, I guess that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, anti-troll feature. I hope they bring it. That'd be pretty pretty cool. Um, side note: I've said this on Twitter before, and I've said it again. Who is still watching The Walking Dead? I need if you still watch The Walking, <laughs> if you're still watching The Walking Dead, please. Please add me, because like I'm one person that hates spoilers, but at this point with this show, I don't care. Somebody let me know what's going on. I see that uh, old boy with the motorcycle is not dead yet. I see that the one of the many characters from The Wire that hasn't died yet is still on there, the little pastor dude. He's still alive? Um, what the fuck? I, I guess so. That's why he died a few years ago. I see Negan is... Negan is now a good guy, apparently. Like, I don't somebody let me though. Somebody tap me in with the walkie that I, I just I'm, gonna, I'm, going I'm gonna watch the when it when the season <laughs> the series finale comes in, I'm watching that because I need to see how they end this shit. Cause like how do you like how do you end the, a zombie apocalypse? How? There's no cure. You, well, you I, there there is an end because the graphic novel is done. It's been done for like a year. How do you end so it? So they ended I don't I'm I'm gonna Google that. I'm gonna find out. I wanna know how everybody the, dies. <laughs> It has to be, or they like have that. like a or something for, I don't know. It's like, and the thing, the I guess we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. I don't know why these niggas are still walking, but anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> the like and all they do is like, go, like, just die. They like. just go to different, they just go to different towns and areas, set up their place, and then someone from the outside tries to take it over. Or they go outside looking for food and then they get attacked by zombies. It's the same story, rinse and repeat. And I think where they lost it, where they kind of, you know, gone got off the rails, is when they started treating the character like the human characters, like the main, like that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for these storylines. I'm not here for these people. I'm here to watch people get eaten by zombies. And they made it to where certain people were untouchable. So no matter what they did, no matter how dumb their mistakes were, no matter how many times they made dumb mistakes, they were never punished for it. Other people were punished for it. Minor characters got devoured while they were, you know, skipped along scot-free. So now you're placing the characters over the concept of the show. And I think that kind of takes it, takes makes the show worse because no matter what, the dude in the motorcycle, he was never going to die because he was a fan favorite. Yes, the because moment, in the graphic novel, he's not even a real character. The moment he's not a main character at all. The moment he became a fan favorite should have been the moment they started plotting that man's death. Because that's that's what hurts. That as a fan, that's what makes you realize, like, hey, none of these guys are here forever. This is a zombie apocalypse. Niggas don't just live for five years. People fucking die out here. There's and no because food we, being produced or nothing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Nothing. So, and you keep this guy alive forever? Like, get out of here. Okay, so <clears throat> this this is how The Walking Dead actually ends, according to Den of Geeks. Um, the final issue of The Walking Dead essentially comes down to a property law dispute while The Walking Dead represented a violent threat of a life we knew on Earth for 192 issues. They represent something far different than the 193rd final one. The narrative jumps forward many years to a quiet farm in the countryside. There we see adult Carl Grimes and his wife, Sophia. Didn't Carl die in the show? Yes. So, is, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so she, hold like, on. What is the dude in the motorcycle's name? Um, Daryl? Daryl, yeah, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. Whatever, the, the dirty, probably <laughs> MAGA motorcycle dude. 
he's not even a real character. He's not. He's like a side character, and now he's a main character. Carl dies, but in the in the comic, he's still alive. All right, his wife Sophia and their daughter Andr- Andrea peacefully living out their days. That piece is interrupted when Walker stumbles upon the crime's property, and Carl puts it down with a very familiar sword. Okay, so he has Michonne's sword. Uh, Walker appearances are exceedingly rare nowadays. In fact, an early Earl Sutton tells that Carl that the Walker must have been the first civilization has seen in 10 years. So but how I guess they just stopped showing up. But one singular Walker made it past the city's defenses. Well, someone familiar to the reader is to blame Maggie and Glenn's now adult son, Herschel Green, has brought his Walker carnival sideshow act to town. He has a group of walkers in the cover wagon that he charges town folks a pretty penny to gawk at. What is... So basically, they're they're saying, like, the walkers are just going to die out at some point. They're just like, eventually, they all just start disappearing and not... I guess guess if the population of people start to to die out, then the walkers can die out, but... Aren't they already dead? Well, based on the show... Even if you die, like you don't even have to get bit by a walker. If you die, you became a walk. You become a walker. That was a thing, mm-hmm. like early on. Maybe they changed it later on, but like unless you start burning bodies and burying people, like you die, you become a walker. So, so I, I guess the issue is that when he kills this walker, right? Let's see. This this shit is kind of weird. I'm gonna watch the last episode. I I need to see how they end this. Is this the last year, or are they still Look, going, or what? I th- there's a new season about to kick off. This is the last season. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, this is the last season. Wow. Okay, we we've gotten this is now. I'm now interested. So I guess because he killed the walker, it says Carl hadn't just killed a walker; he's destroyed another citizen's property. The actual Walking Dead are prized and expensive commodities nowadays. So they're so slaves. The new, so the new so the new sheriff uh has to bring Carl so pretty much Carl has to go to court for killing a walker who has essentially killed his entire family. That is that is what I'm I'm reading <laughs> as the last episode or the last chapter in this uh in this show. And then a lot of court shit. And at the very end it says Carl returns home once again to his graceful Sophia and Andrea. Andrea wants her to read wants her dad to read her favorite book. So he does. He reads the book of the story of Rick Cribes, how he lived, suffered, and helped build a better world. We see images of the most remaining characters living out their old age in peace. As Carl reads, Carl, Sophia, Earl, Herschel, Maggie, Lydia, Eugene, Laura, Michonne, Aaron, Jesus, Mercer, Princess, Elodie, Sebastian. I don't know none of these people are. Pamela are still around to thank the efforts of Rick Grimes. Carl finishes the story and tells his daughter about her grandfather. Andrea says she knows because Carl probably reminds her every time she reads it. Father and daughter rock happily on their rocking chair in a farmhouse. The end. You start you start going past five seasons on shows, writers start losing it. They start they can't figure you out don't, how to keep it you going. You shouldn't even no writers shouldn't even lose it. It's like you have the you have the, the storyboard right there. They, they, it's written out. Like it's there for you. Literally, just follow this to the T. The story is already done for you. Like Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, he still hasn't finished the last book, but I just don't think T. I, don't, I just don't think these TV shows should be going like back in the day where a TV show would last for like seven, eight seasons. It's just like 
hey man, give me a quick three to four season show and get in, get out. Tell tell your tell your story. You know what I'm saying? Like insecure, they are telling a story. It's only four seasons long. They're t- or five seasons. I don't know what season they're on, but they are telling a story. They are not just going from season to season. All right, let's figure out what kind of story we're gonna make up for this season to keep it going until we run out of stuff. Like just tell a story, get in, get out. Like yeah. So before we get back on track, I know we went on like a tangent, uh, but <laughs> kind of with The Walking Dead and what you're saying is make the story concise. Is that like you said, they fell in love with the characters and that, hey, they milked it out. They found characters they like, characters that people like, that people apparently want to see because this shit is still going on. Like I quit at least four or five, probably four years ago. And I was semi interested in it. But this is why anime is great because people don't die. Oh, this this is what I'm saying, right? And just to kind of tie those two together. So like with the show, like like a show like One Piece that I can't get into. Everybody says the greatest shit on earth. That shit has like a thousand episodes. This shit's been on for 20, 20 years. Out of here. This is what I'm saying. So so they can monetize that. They can find characters that people like. Just keep running the story back. Keep running the story back. Run the story back with like live action stuff. You can't do that because people get old. You know what I'm saying? People die. You just Find somebody who can make the same voices and just keep running. So that's it's it's a money thing. Walking this the Walking Dead is a money grab at this point. That's all it is. So, but anywho, speaking of money grab, smooth transition. Uh, probably the best news has happened in like the last year ish is that Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are going to drop an album. Which this could be this could be very good or very bad. Um, I know Mr. Savage a couple episodes ago a couple episodes ago uh, confessed that he really didn't listen to Anderson Pack. Um, I would highly recommend you do that. Like he is, it, you, the good thing about Anderson Pack is like you can definitely see the growth in his projects. Like all of his projects get progressively better. They're not bad, so you can kind of tell when he's kind of new and feeling himself and getting getting the sound together. But like Ventura is still one of my favorite albums, like period, within the last like six years that I can run back and forth. It'd be Ventura and probably rather you than me, Rick Ross. Like Ventura is excellent. Um, Malibu's cool too, but Ventura I think is the 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 better, the most concise project. That's straight to the point. You get a lot of different you might sounds. Because I, I used to live in Ventura County, so let's see. And you know what? And that's why I knew a lot of people were capping because, like, he had uh, either Smokey Robinson wrote the song or was on the song. He had Nate Dogg on there. He had Andre 3000 on there, which I heard nobody talk about his verse on that song. Nobody, but everybody's a huge Andre 3000 fan, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's a great album. And Bruno Mars, I tweeted out probably like two years ago or a year ago, like, yo, where's Bruno Mars hiding? Because he just like disappeared. Like, he's gone. <laughs> like, Ain't heard from him, seen him, not a tweet, not a song, not a feature. It's not since the Cardi B joint, which was trash. Yeah, nobody wants nobody wants that song. <laughs> that we song could, was we could, like, all right, nobody wanted to claim that. Yeah, we could argue that, that was know, Cardi grab. B might have ruined his career a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, the, the man's disappeared, but he's decided to come back with the bang. And... Uh, I just want to know y'all guys' thoughts. And if again, if you haven't listened to Anderson Pack, everybody kind of knows about Bruno Mars. He's you know performed the Super Bowl. He's like an international star. Anderson Pack, not so much, but I think he's getting to that point. Um, so obviously, I think Anderson Pack has the most to gain from this project uh, from a 
notoriety standpoint, but I think bold statement. I think musically, I hope that Anderson Pack is more in charge of things versus Bruno Mars because Bruno Mars kind of stays in a little pocket of like a certain style of music, like '80s type music, if that makes sense. I feel like Anderson Pack has a much wider range of sounds and things he can do. So I, I hope that he is kind of in charge for uh, like co-producing that, but um, definitely excited for that. I know the single comes out here soon, but I think it's next Friday. Yeah. So that'll be definitely something we'll, we'll revisit and talk about. So the, I think this could already be the album of the year and it hasn't even dropped. Like I know a lot of people haven't cared about music this year just because of all the nonsense, you know, people are worried about their STEMI coming and Joe Biden healing the world. Um, less less than 100 days in his president, but I think this will really uh, be something that's going to be talked about, but I hope it's not bad. I hope it's not one of those things where like, hey, man, we got I don't know, two really good things. We're going to put them together and it sounds good on paper, then it's like trash. Like the that's Eagles the super- Ooh, yeah. Or like the Eagles super team. Like, I hope it's nothing like that, man. I hope it's I hope it's legitimate music. I hope they really took their time and uh, give us a quality project that we all want to listen to. So I guess just what are your guys' thoughts? I'm going to say it's already a top five album of the year. Already. Top five for 2021. What has come out so far? I haven't been too much music coming out. Jasmine Sullivan's Sullivan's album, uh, Last Day's Project, is pretty good. I haven't checked that out yet. What else came out this year? I think Griselda has something coming out this year, I believe, too. Uh, um, a little compilation. That's pretty good. Pretty yeah, I mean, Drake's, Drake's coming out this year. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's still early. Like, it's it's only well, – it'll be March when this comes out. But this is going to be one of the best five albums of uh, 2021. And I think – when when they said that Bootsy Collins was going to be narrating this album, I kind of got an idea of where the sound was going to be going for this project. So it is going to be like if there's like a kind of a spectrum of like whose sound is going to be more like prominent on this, I think it's going to lean a little bit more towards Anderson Pack's sound because of the inclusion of Bootsy Collins. But if you just listen to what Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack do musically and their last couple of albums they don't just put stuff out just to put stuff out like i know anderson pack has put out quite a few projects and like he put out uh ventura and oxnard in the same year but those were still two very well put together projects they didn't feel rushed they didn't feel like oh this is just a money grab no oxnard was 20 2018. there was something but he either he put up yeah he put out they were within i think a 365 day period you know what i'm saying like Something came out like yeah. in March and then, you know, but they were, they came out really close together, but like Bruno Mars, his last project is one of the best albums of the last decade or 20 years or whatever you want to put. And he's, he doesn't like, as you can see, he doesn't just put stuff out because he hasn't put out anything solo wise in a long time. So for these two to get together is like, is a match made in heaven. Cause I'm pretty sure they went on tour together and I'm pretty sure they worked together before. And I've I've seen Anderson Pack in concert before, and it was one of the better shows that I've ever seen. I 
had the opportunity to see Bruno Mars and I missed it and I regret it every, not every day, but every time I think about it, I'm like, man, I could have saw this guy perform. So whenever this album comes out and whenever this tour happens, I will be there. I am not missing this opportunity to see these two artists perform live because I know this album is going to be fire. I know it. Shut Shout out to COVID. Yeah, Anderson Pack put out a, a project every year since 2014. 2014, Venice, 2015, Link Up and Sway, 2016, Malibu, 2017, Yes Lord, Remix, 2018, Oxnard, 2019, Ventura. So he's been consistent. Again, I definitely recommend at the minimum listening to Venice, uh, Venice Malibu, <clears throat> Oxnard, and Ventura. I think I like Malibu better than Oxnard. I'd say Ventura, Malibu, Oxnard, and the Venice fire to rank them in those orders. But but that that, that, that kind of go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. I was just gonna say something slanderous, but so now that I have uh been on this podcast and now I see that I can have something I can relate to with Anderson Pack. It does make me kind of want to listen to him a little bit more. I mean, I was still running Rihanna, and I had a couple other projects to run. And which anti, I don't know where I, what rock I was living under, but it was it was great. Um, but me, I used to live in Ventura County, which is right outside of Oxnard, so I can definitely relate to those titles, that vibe, that feeling. Uh, I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan. Like I really really and it's been a long time since i ran any of his projects i just kind of forgot about him all of a sudden but you know maybe this is the entry point to me listening to anderson pack now because i do like bruno mars so much obviously anderson pack is from some area that i used to live in and went to school in so there's a couple things i can relate here i might actually go ahead and run it this week to kind of get myself prepared for it I can't really call where there'll be a top five album because, like I said, we, we've had these monster collaborations before. We've had, you know, Best of Both Worlds and the second time that they had an album together. And usually, like, when you're meshing styles or mixing different artists, it just doesn't work. Like, my whole thing with the J. Cole and the, the Kendrick Lamar album, it may have worked, it, it may not. We just don't know. But um, I'm now definitely interested in hearing this and seeing what we have in store. I just don't think a lot of people are able to do at least what Bruno Mars is doing. I remember there's a big conversation about uh 24 karat magic and they're like, oh it's this is or not even that the album before that where they're like oh he's he's cultural cultural appropriating and all these things and he's doing uh black music and he shouldn't be doing it or whatever. But I listen to 24 Karat Magic and I ask myself all the time, I'm like, who is the black artist out right now, the black male R&B singer that could do that album, the album like that, that is, that hits in the production wise and hits vocally and someone that can perform it in that way. Cause like Bryson Tiller is not doing that. Black is not doing that. Uh, Lucky Day, as much as I love Lucky Day, he's not able to do that either. I don't know. I can't name a current active male R&B singer who was able to do an album like 24 Karat Magic. They, Bruno Mars is he's in a league of his own. Like People might argue Chris Brown, but Chris Brown right now, the way them pipes is working, I, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I want to know. I want to know who's <laughs> yeah, who's drug dealers making the most money? Chris Browns or Bruno Mars? <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably say Chris Brown only because Bruno Mars is like five foot two, so you don't need that much like <laughs> cocaine. Doesn't have to cycle through your system much as Chris Brown. He'd be doing flips and shit, so his metabolism is probably higher, so he could probably withstand like more cocaine in his veins. So, shout to uh, Bruce Brown's drug dealer. So that's that's my take. I on just want to yeah. say something real quick. So, uh, and this is not about you, Marcus, but just people in general. Puerto Ricans, for the most part, are black people that speak Spanish. Dominicans are kind of the same. They may have been mixed over a time or two, but he's not technically, you know, appropriating the culture because he is the culture. Like he's a very dark skinned, well, not your typical yellow, light skinned person, but you know, he, the other man is due. Like he, he definitely with, um, and the, the album before that, which was the album that put me on, was Unorthodox Jukebox. I thought that was a great album. Like I would say I liked it better than 24 Karat Magic. But I mean, that's just my own opinion. But that, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. My bad. Yeah, and then that turned into Marcus slandering Michael Jackson, which we've already we've been down this road before. We know how this we know how this ends. Um, real quick, uh, we have some takes about DC. I know the Snyder cut's about to drop. Shout out to uh, President Black or Kobe Grant on Twitter. Um, I'm I'm intrigued just because from what I learned from taking one film class, I, I kind of learned that like if the director, it, there's a lot of things going to a movie and the director has a vision. If his vision isn't put out the way it should be or how the way he wants it to be, then that can kind of dilute the film and how it's perceived. So my thing is the dude has what it's supposed to be like four hours long. So if this man is getting his vision out there, what he wants in it exactly, this this better be a masterpiece. It's better be masterpiece. Like that's that's all I'm gonna say. It better be masterpiece. The hype um, is gonna is really high for this movie right now. Like it's it's ramping up really high. Yeah, they're they're doing they need the to, most. They need to bring down the expectations for this a little bit because like his last couple of movies haven't been like great. Like they've been fine. They've been good. They haven't been like him or like, DC. Oh, I, both. Okay. Like DC, D, there's this whole thing with DC and Warner Brothers that is like a whole separate side thing that it, that needs to be discussed somewhere else. Because what Warner Brothers has been doing is damn near offensive to anybody who is a fan of like movies being done the way that the directors and writers and actors want them to be done. Like they've been, they've literally been sabotaging themselves this entire time. Warner Brothers has been so. Fair enough. Um, I, I get so close to muting <laughs> or Kobe or whatever. I mean, he. I like the guy. I've met him personally. I like what he does for the community. Shout out to Grant Tutoring. Uh, always helping out kids. I, I think he's a wonderful person. I enjoy his podcast. But I get so sick and damn tired of his DC takes. Like, they're just so out of control. I just pulled up Zack Snyder. Okay, Legends of the Guardians was halfway decent for a full 3D movie. It was a kid's movie. Suicide Squad, trash. Never heard of Sucker Punch. Army of the Dead, I don't know what that is. WM84, whatever. 300, it was good for the time, but I don't even go back and watch that. Watchmen, I own it. It's not very good. 
TV Man of Steel is decent. Like, I don't see anything that's just like, oh my goodness, this, this Snyder cut is going to be better than any Marvel movie. Even if we're just talking Deadpool 1 or Trash. something, I'm talking about low end. I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I, 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 hate, I hate to admit it before you go, I hate to admit it. I have been burned so much by DC. It's going to take a miracle for me to even watch the movie going forward. Yeah. And that, and that, and here's my thing. That is fair. It is fair to go into justice league saying like, Hey, you know what? I'm not super excited about this. My hopes are not up for this. I don't know if this is going to be a good movie. I'm going in a little bit guarded. That's fair because of what they did to the original Justice League, to you know what they did with Batman versus Superman, what they did with Su- Suicide Squad, what they did with the the Birds of Prey movie, like they've put out some bad movies, so they've earned some sort of criticism for for people going into these other movies, like or going into Justice League, and like I'm I'm all for uh, creatives doing the the things that they want to do and putting out their vision. But you also have to, uh, you you have to understand that as a filmmaker, you cannot put out, you cannot expect a studio to put out a four hour long movie. People aren't, we're not built like that. Humans do not have the attention span to sit through a four hour long movie, no matter what it is. We don't have the attention span to sit through a two and a half hour long album. That's just what it is. So if it's a thing where it's just like, hey, you know, if Warner Brothers would have been like, hey, we see you got this four hour long movie. Let's just cut it in half. Let's just make it two parts and go from there. What they did was they just did something completely different. But I've been seeing this conversation go on on the timeline a little bit. And they're they're I feel like they're doing this to kind of like shift the expectations for this movie because they were saying like, well, you know, uh, the reason why people didn't like, you know, man of steel is because back in wanted to come out 2012 or no 2013 back in 2013, uh, comic book fans and moviegoers, we weren't ready for a serious Superman or a comic book movie. Audiences wouldn't have, they weren't receptive to it. They didn't understand it because it was serious. Now, for me, I remember liking it. So what I decided to do, I pulled up some tweets. I pulled up my tweets. Hey, Man of Steel, Marcus Sniffles, what did I say about it? I said I liked it, and I didn't understand why people didn't like it. My thing is, is that people aren't disliking DC movies because they're, quote, unquote, dark. Yeah, and and I definitely agree with you on that. They're not liking them just because it's dark, dark or not. The actual movies themselves are just no good. Like they're just yeah. Shazam is good. Yeah, most of the movies are average to bad, but they're not disliking <laughs> it because it's dark. Because if you average look, if, bad. oh my god! <laughs> if you if you look at look at go back to two thousand eleven. <laughs> 2011, that wasn't some super like light, lighthearted movie. That was that dealt with like Holocaust stuff. The guy got a quarter shoved through his face. So that wasn't like a super light movie. That was a very pretty serious movie. You go to 2012, the year before Man of Steel came out, DC dropped 
Dark Knight Rises, the Christian Bale Batman movies. Those movies are not lighthearted. Those are dark movies too. And those movies did well. It's not because Man of Steel, and I like Man of Steel. Man of Steel isn't bad. It's just not this great, like, timeless superhero movie that everybody needs to see. It's an okay movie, but it's not great. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the same thing I feel with, like, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Like, they're not bad because they're dark. They're bad because they're bad. The storytelling is bad. The direction is bad. The color looks bad. So don't don't try to change the narrative about, oh, well, they just didn't like it because it was dark. No, we didn't like it because it was bad. I'm sorry. It was just okay. Man, it was just okay. Man, it was not a masterpiece. It was just okay. And that's fine. It's just an average movie. So you you... A lot of people are just trying to hype up this Justice League movie to be like the the best thing. Zack Snyder, he's doing all these cool things with the direction. And it's going to be four hours. It's his vision. Okay. Y'all are raising the expectations. You know that, right? So when we I mean, watch this, this I'll say this. This movie, it has to be the best DCE movie that they've made. It can't, it cannot be, be and it doesn't matter which movie you think is the best between Wonder Woman and Man of Steel. It has to be better than that. That's the standard. It can't be worse than those two movies. Or it could just hype up people to get the streams and those two get paid. So they don't care. It doesn't I, I'm gonna they're gonna get my stream. Well, they're gonna get my stream on somebody else's login, but I'm gonna <laughs> watch it. But well, I mean, we'll see. Uh just kind of wrap that point up. I mean, again, Shazam was good. The first one woman was good. So I I'll I'll give him that. But just to quickly wrap up, I know this has nothing to do with the, the podcast, really, but side note, uh, there's been some trade rumors. I guess Russell Wilson now wants out of Seattle. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson has been one of the Texans. And just another spin on the Derbert Nation report. I know people think that, like, God hates the Falcons or whatever, but if – Russell Wilson were to go to the Saints and Deshaun Watson were to go to the Panthers, I might start believing that because that would be so disgusting for the NFC South. Like, it'd be a wrap. Like, the Falcons that would be done. foul. That, that would be, be so that would be, be foul. Like, yeah, man. Like, I, I would believe it at that point. I'd believe the franchise was cursed if that happens. But if we select the young gun quarterback at number four, you know, we can uh, ride out the years until he's the uh, the guy there. But that's my my piss poor sports analysis on my first uh, pot back in about a month. So, uh, you guys got any shout outs before we wrap it up? Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Taisha for I, I know it's Judas on my HBO Max profile. Watched <laughs> all the goddamn movies on my profile, and somebody <laughs> is kicking me off in the middle of the day. I don't know how, and it's mine. So. Shout out to you for streaming and getting it in free and watching Black Judas before I do. Uh, <laughs> rolling in my feed and not rewinding shit. It's all good. Um, definitely shout out to uh, the Sex Packets, uh, Aunt Wheezy who comes on, El Chapa, Marcus for holding it down while South Breeze was out. And everybody, uh, Revron, of course, everybody always messes with us. Uh, I thank y'all. Shout out to Chris Brown fans. I will never take your opinions on anything that man's done seriously ever again. Do not come to me telling me that he's put out a masterpiece. Do not come to me telling that telling me that the stuff that he has put out is better than Thriller. Don't tell me that he has three, count them, three albums better than Thriller because that's a goddamn lie. And I'm not even like 
super, super huge on Thriller, but you're not going to tell me that Chris Brown has three projects better than Thriller. That's a, that's freaking crazy. Uh, shout out. I'm going I'm to I'm pull a Josh and uh, give a shout out to my son. This is his birthday today. I'm waiting on uh, Beyonce to wish him a happy birthday. That that, that hasn't happened yet. So, hey, you know, hey get the pressure. Get the pressure. <laughs> Y'all pressure Beyonce to wish my son a happy birthday. <laughs> and, for the, and for the people, for the people that have been listening to this podcast since the beginning, he was actually on the first episode. The very first, I went back and listened to it. You can hear him in the background on the very first yes, episode. The, the cameos. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the young god. Man, legendary. Uh, uh, let's see. My shout outs to the Ox DJ. Dot my name on you at Chan Lee. Self Control Podcast. I got a Grammy. Living the Sand. Just CJ Duncan Seven. Dark Snipe Forty Two. Padre O Nine Two O. Yes, another podcast. Mr. Lexi, especially Mr. Lexi. Shout out to him for giving us a big boost on his platform that most people pay for. So, shout out to him for supporting us. Uh, Rachel though, check Amfro. I stole the rum. King's rum. OTL. No bueno. Puta. Rise up. Oh eight oh two. And the homie Jay Free who. Uh, Finally got a PS5, so I can bust his head in Madden once I come out of retirement. So, shout out to him. But anywho, that's uh, KTSC Av. Uh, shout out to El Chapa. Shout out to everybody. Definitely subscribe. Keep meaning to tell people to subscribe mid-podcast, but definitely subscribe on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that jazz. Got some pretty cool episodes coming up for some people I met on YouTube, so look forward to that. And... Uh, think that's it think that is it and we out peace damn that nigga ain't even say goodbye <laughs> and the thing is still going again. The <laughs> it's still running <laughs>